Hello and welcome back to the sixth episode of Clock Out the Vicarious Life. Today I'm so excited to be here with two of my favorite people. Um, this is, I don't know, gosh, I think this is the first time we've had two guests with the same topic on the show. So it, it uh, we'll see how this goes. We've got uh, a husband and wife couple here. We've got Sammy and Josh Garrett, who were asked to come on the show because they have just a really cool varied background um, and lifestyle. So these guys have lived out of a camper for an extended amount of time. They're, we've got one that's an entrepreneur, one that's an employee that allows for um, him to work out of his home, kind of wherever he wants to be. And the best part is they are outdoor enthusiasts that definitely mix their work and their life together. And I would say, I would venture to say that Life and fun comes first before anything else. So with that, welcome Sammy and Josh. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much for being here. Um, First thing, I guess, as we just uh, roll out a little bit about who you guys are, I'll tell you, I met these guys when they were first settling down here in Montana, uh, finding their base camp, as they like to describe it, after how long on the road? Almost a year. Yeah, it was like 10 months, I think. Okay. So you guys settled here in Montana, and where'd you guys come from? Tell me about the year leading up to base camp in Montana. Well, that at least will be easier because we only came from one state before we moved to Montana. But otherwise, we came from all over the country. But we moved here. We got on the road from Nevada. We were living in Nevada by Lake Tahoe, and that's when we decided to move into the camper and travel around and see where we wanted to to set up our base camp. Okay, so you guys lived in a camper. I mean, does that mean that you guys just went camping for a week or two at a time, or were you guys straight up living out of it wherever the road takes you? We are very much living out of it, (laughs) 100% living out of it. Yeah, Okay. Tell me about that. What was that experience like? It was awesome and a struggle sometimes, (laughs) for sure. What brought you to making that decision to live in a camper? That's a very good question. Uh, I think it's just because I had an opportunity to work remotely, um, and so we took advantage of it. And okay. We wanted to travel around and okay, yeah, see stuff, so yeah. we went for it. Yeah, now I don't – it's funny. I don't even really remember now why we decided to do that. That was probably the – yeah, because we could do. I think because yeah. we could do it. Just because so we were could. like we, yeah, yeah, we didn't have to quit our jobs or save up a bunch of money, and yeah. we could just go. Yeah, life doesn't change except for where you're living. Yeah. Same amount of money, same. Yeah, all yeah. Isn't that funny that it's sometimes opportunity is just what? Yeah, you know, it's like oh, the door open. Well, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Yeah, because we drove all the way across the country to even get the camper, and drove all the way back. Where did we pick it up in Maine? New Hampshire. New Hampshire. We were living in, in Nevada, mm-hmm. in Tahoe, so like pretty much California, mm-hmm. all the way on the other, this like this side of the country, and we had to drive all the way to Maine to get our camper, and then all the way back, and then we started our trip. Okay. Well, what yeah. the trip? Where'd you guys go? Okay. <laughs> we went everywhere. So we kind of made a loop from, we went up the coast. The Pacific the, coast. The Pacific coast, and then... Came into Idaho, Montana. Montana, dropped back down for a minute. Oh, because we went to Hawaii, so we did have to drink. We left our camper. We did not bring the camper to Hawaii. <laughs> That's probably smart. <laughs> Tent camp there. Yeah. Um, and 
so yeah, so we had the dogs being babysat. And then after that, we headed to Tennessee, Illinois. Yeah, and then New Mexico. New Mexico for Colorado. a while, Colorado. And that's when we came up here. Oh, yeah, and then that's when we came up here and met you. Oh, like in person. We, in yeah. person, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. We were shopping for a house, by the way, guys. The base camp yeah. shopping excursion. Well, it okay. had, been, had been shopped for. We were just coming to see it. That's true. <laughs> That's yeah. true. That's They'd true. offered sight unseen and <laughs> came and saw the house for the first time. And so over the course, so what made you choose the places that you guys chose? And how long did you stay on average in each of those places? Oh, so mainly our our goal was to kind of go to places we thought we might like to live and set up the base camp to like know start a family and like have the house and then from there we can go and take mm-hmm. trips all over the place um so we kind of picked cities that had a pretty good outdoor scene mm-hmm. uh surprisingly montana was not even on our our list of places what? to go yeah because we were thinking of jobs for josh because like oh. i obviously at the time was doing social media marketing and could literally work anywhere too. But then Josh, if he didn't want to work remotely anymore, he'd need mm-hmm. a place that had more of like a tech scene. Okay. And so Montana was not on our radar at the time. So it was a fluke because it was hot in Oregon. So we skipped a couple of places in Oregon, kept driving through, and then we had like an extra couple of weeks on our hand and we were like, hey – we're in Coeur d'Alene, let's just like go see Glacier yeah. and then drive down the Bitterroot Valley. And then we fell in love and we're like, cool, we're moving here. <laughs> Josh, and just work remote for life, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like that. that was pretty much exactly how that happened. Yeah. So it was okay. all just like, and then we saw like the mountains and yep. all the outdoor scene, obviously, like, you know, is here as well. Yep. So. Yeah. What people fall in love with Montana for. for yeah. The most part. And Josh, what do you do for a living that you're able to, that you're lucky enough to do remotely? Uh, I'm a software developer. Okay. So. Software developer. So that means you are very smart. I know that. Something, I guess. I don't know. Not really. But yeah, I, I, I get can, by. I can see, though, where that would be hard. I mean, that's, yeah, California, your more techie areas is where you're going to work in yeah. person if you ever wanted to quit the job you're in. So that makes sense. But, and I didn't know that. I didn't know that Montana was never yeah. an option. Yeah. It, well, yeah. Because we were picking towns like uh, Bellingham. Mm-hmm. Um, we looked at Santa Fe. We loved New Mexico. It was that we ended up staying there an extra week too? Oh, that you asked us how long we stayed. Yeah, I think we moved too fast. Honestly, mm. um, we stayed. We picked a city and stayed for a week. Uh, some cities we stayed for two weeks so we could have a weekend to play in that city, and then the weekends were spent traveling because we needed to have service. So we couldn't really like be out in the middle of nowhere at that oh. time. The satellite in- internet at the that time wasn't. Great, I don't think. I wasn't an option for us anyways. We had like two different cell phone plans and a hotspot to like really make sure that wherever we were we had internet. So sure. We, tra- we had to make sure that on Sunday night we were somewhere that had internet so that we could get paid. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so, so I think we moved a little fast. Yeah, well that makes sense. I mean, one weekend is never enough. You're kind of a tourist for yeah, for that time. But so what did you guys do for the the week week and a half that you were in each city aside from work like in the evenings oh that we'd go and play after work yeah Mm -hmm. so we'd explore wherever the city was and play after work mountain biking hiking Mm -hmm. um yeah like i don't know we did so much yeah eating out at restaurants and 
Yeah, like just kind of trying to see the scene, see the, yeah. the outdoor scene, see like the food scene. Because we'd moved from Chattanooga before that, that has an amazing food scene. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes, so, I've heard that. Yes, it's amazing. <laughs> That's you guys literally did like my entire life that I get teased for. Every time I go on a vacation, I come back and I'm like, you know, I think I kind of want to move there because yeah. I, you know, you had the best time, but you're on vacation, right? It's yeah. always so fun. But you guys didn't really vacation. You guys just kind of chilled out and worked and yeah. Okay. Well, that's super, super interesting. I, Brandon and I have a, a dream of doing a little bit of van life living. And it was so funny when we were out looking for houses, you and I, uh, you guys had mentioned some of the struggles. Yeah. And I thought to myself, hmm, I probably better do a little bit more research on this because I didn't think about that. And I didn't think about, you know, the couple other things. So two questions or two topics yeah. I wanted to discuss. One, tell me about some of those struggles. And two, What's it like traveling with dogs? Because I know you guys actually have bigger oh, yeah. dogs. They're like two medium. big dogs. Yeah. And yeah, and we lived in a truck camper. So it wasn't like a big camper. It was, it was a pop-up truck camper. It was camper a pop-up truck camper. So. Yeah, with two like medium big dogs. Yeah, a p- English pointer and a lab mix. That actually was pretty easy, I thought, to travel with them. We ran like, into some vet struggles at Oh, points. vet struggles. We did run into a vet struggle, yeah, um, in Oregon, trying to find a vet like Googling, searching yeah. decent vets. And not knowing. And well, yeah. It was like for like an emergency reason. So oh, yeah, gotcha. it was a little stressful. But Yeah, that was stressful. Um, but like, how did you, like, what did, like, for recreation, because I've found, like, I've got this pipe dream. Oh, I'm going to go here. I'm going to take my dogs. And there's nowhere, A, like, you don't know if it's really dog friendly or oh, yeah. not. And then B, if it's not dog friendly, like, what do you do with your dogs? Oh, have AC in your camper. Okay. Our, like that was one of the reasons we got the truck camper was because we knew that we were able to put them in there if it was hot or cold and it would be temperature controlled. Okay. But most of the summer when we were on the road was in the Northwest. True. So it was so never like that hot. It's not okay. that hot. When we went down South, we actually went down to Tennessee and we had to, uh, Oh, we did have to get an Airbnb because it was too hot. We got an Airbnb down in Chattanooga for That's a few true, weeks because it, it was, it was hot and humid and, Okay. Yeah. I'd say that. Yeah, that was probably a struggle, but not a. That wasn't a huge struggle. No. I wouldn't I mean, say it's the not that bad. Biggest struggle, I think, would be internet and working. Where I think you see a lot of van lifers that are like, "It's yeah. great. You can yeah. just work from anywhere." Liar. <laughs> I guess if you yeah like could go and work from a coffee shop for a few hours, like cool, like that's great. But like we couldn't do that. We like Josh had to work. He had to like plug into a remote. Yeah, I was classic nine to five. Like I had to be online. It wasn't just willy-nilly yeah and it has service had to be good yeah that makes sense so that was but then it was so funny because it's like that caused a lot of stress because we had all of these different like apps and stuff we were using to see where we had good cell coverage but also fast latency for them because the cell coverage could be good but if the latency was slow then like that wouldn't work um but then it'd be so funny because then on a saturday we sometimes we'd camp at a trailhead so we could get an early start Uh and some of those trailheads up in the middle of nowhere Mm -hmm. had amazing service but you don't know that and you can't really take that chance on a sunday night like driving like all the way out nowhere and um, so that was probably the biggest struggle i would say don't you think yeah not i bet you guys didn't have a single fight either not one zero Zero. <laughs> we survived. Actually, we didn't have that many. We had a few, and they always came down to either being hangry and tired or the stress of trying to find a camp spot. 
Yeah. I think those are like always the ones where like we were a little stressed out with each other. But for the most part, like living in that tiny space with the two dogs surprisingly wasn't hard at all. It was just the like the Sunday nights or when we were traveling and like had yeah. to pick a spot. That makes sense. Late at night, hungry, tired, just want to be somewhere. Right, right. So you guys yeah. were not married at the time either. So yeah. where? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had just gotten married. You had just gotten married. Okay, so yeah. prior to heading out on the road, you guys got hitched. Yeah. and then previous right. fall, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, where did you guys meet? Oh, Tennessee. Tennessee. So I'm originally from California, Nevada. Josh is from Illinois. We moved to Tennessee for jobs and then met in Tennessee. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah. Just everything from there is, is uh, <laughs> history, right? I guess so, yeah. Okay. Tell me a little yeah. bit about lifestyles growing up, because I, I always am interested to hear where outdoorsy, kind of free-spirited type of people, where they come from. I'll let you start, Josh. Oh, I got to start. <laughs> on the spot. You put them on uh, the spot. I grew up in Illinois, so there's not a lot of mountains there. Uh-huh. Uh, obviously, but uh, I was always outside playing sports, mm-hmm. um, soccer, and I ran track and cross country all through pretty much middle school, high school, and college, so I was always outside, and uh-huh. um, I had always, my parents, when I was a kid, we always came on vacations out west to Colorado and um, Yellowstone and Utah yeah. and places like that, and so I always wanted to leave Illinois as soon as I, well, sure. I guess not as soon as I could, but quickly yeah when the opportunity <laughs> yeah. presented itself and so that's how I ended up in Chattanooga because okay. um, I was applying for jobs um, anywhere out of state that sure. had mountains and things to do outside and stuff like that so um, but yeah and then really in Chattanooga just kind of is when I started to get more into the what people consider outdoor recreation you right know, so but before that yeah, it was mostly organized sports and, and okay things like that what's your faves what are your favorite activities all of them. Yeah, that's our problem. Is we like to do them all, and then we end up spending way too much money on stuff that hardly ever gets used. Yeah, because we got to do all of it. Yeah, like there are people that only do one thing, and they're really good at it. And yeah, we're like we do all the things, and we're like decent yeah. at it. Oh, I f- you guys, I feel like are more the norm though. I definitely know some people that really specialize, but I feel like the typical outdoor junkie, like. Because I'm in a lot of houses, and you find these people because their entire basement is gear. Yeah. <laughs> they have a gear room. Yeah, like those are my people. I'm like, yeah, yes, for sure. We too have a gear room, and it's you're yeah. like just like you said, snowshoes, snowboards, yeah. skis, and then that's yeah. and then you've got the, you've got the, the uh, mountain bike and the all the water bike. sports and all the climbing gear Kayaks, and all the paddleboards. Yes. It's never, and I'm the same way. I want to do it all too, and yeah. I because and that's the beautiful thing about Montana is there's a different season for every single part of it. Yeah. So you can do it all. We just, you know, don't get real good at any yeah. of it. Rock That's climbing. True. Do you guys do rock climbing yeah. at all? Yeah. yeah just so a little. Fun. Just a little. Yeah. Dabble. Dabble. We meet, we meet we some friends once a year. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> climb a lot more than we do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, sorry. We've got a third yeah. guest in the background here. We've got uh, yeah, their child one. here that's probably reading one of Sammy's books. Nope, doesn't look like it's one of yeah. hers, which we're going to roll into that here as soon as we hear about Sammy's oh, yeah. upbringing. And then we'll talk a little bit about her author's lifestyle. Sounds good. Uh, so we were very outdoorsy growing up. We camped all the time. My grandma has a bunch of property in Tahoe, so we'd always go there. And we were always playing outside, climbing on the rocks, swimming in the lake, 
going on our own imaginary adventures. Um, but yeah, we'd go, I guess we'd go camping a lot. We'd bike. Um, we traveled a lot. We traveled out of the country a lot. Um, did cruises, road trips, mainly just road trips on the West Coast, though. Um, we Yeah, because I mean, mainly growing up in California, there was a lot more like camping, swimming, um, and then like going to Tahoe into the mountains. But I don't think I really started doing, I guess we did go hiking. Um but I think I would say, like, college, too, is when I really sure. started to fall in love with... I mean, I always liked it as a kid, of course. Like, it's right. always a lot of fun. But I think college was when I was able to start experimenting with, uh, like, doing other things. Sure. Oh, I guess we went skiing a lot as kids, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. something I didn't do. Yeah. Skiing? No skiing for you? Not in oh, Illinois. Yeah. His first no. skiing was in uh, Tennessee. <laughs> Snowboarding. Snowboarding. Snowboarding in Tennessee, yeah. I couldn't sit for a week. <laughs> Yep, that's it. It's yeah. the first lesson, pu- get pushed over and learn how to get back up. Yeah. <laughs> it's that first first ball I'll get you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Sammy, you sound like you had like a, just a true adventures soul, like right from the get-go. And I know in your bio on your author page, which by the way, we're in the presence of greatness here because we've got a published author. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so <laughs> she is a children's book author and is Montana-based, of course, children's book author, inspiring kids to fall in love with the great outdoors. So that's totally appropriate to, I mean, that is the perfect blend of lifestyle and work together. Yeah. So tell me about your love of writing. Where did it come from? And what is it now? Tell me about your book, your website. Um, I have loved writing since I think I had a pen or (laughs) pencil. Um, I think it started with coloring, of course, like being really little. But I've had a journal since, I don't know, maybe like second grade. Um, And I've always enjoyed the creative writing assignments that you had in school a lot. That was probably my favorite. So... I never really thought I'd ever be an author, though, until yeah. we were on the road. And I think I just hated social media. I hated yeah. it. I hated working it. Um, I don't know. I just didn't like any. I know that you have to be on it. I yeah. All that stuff. I mean, the business side of the it. The business side, like, I get it, but it was not super enjoyable. And I was like, I want to do something that's enjoyable. We're out here, like, we're playing, and I want to do something that, like, is that I enjoy and not necessarily that it's like a big money maker or anything, but sure. um, So I don't know why I got on. Oh, I've been collecting kids books since I moved to Tennessee. I, we had our, our first baby like almost two years ago. Mm -hmm. So we lived in Tennessee 10 years ago. Eight years ago. (laughs) He's like, whatever. Nine years ago. Uh, dates are off anyways when we were in tennessee so years before having an actual baby yeah 2013 2013 um we were just in my friend and i we were in this like cute little store in knoxville and i just saw like this cute book this cute baby book and i was like oh my god i have to buy this like no like not a thought of having kids anytime soon but it started this um buying spree of anywhere i went i'd buy kids books kind of relating to the area so um so, yeah, so I had a huge pile of kids' books by the time she actually came. But I think oh. when we were on the road, I was thinking that I 
wanted to start writing. And I think I've kind of wanted to write for a few years, but didn't really know what or like if people would read it. Like, I don't know. You just kind of go back and forth like, I want to write, but what do I do? Yep. So, um, yeah. Kind of find your voice a little bit. On the road, I was like, you know, I've been collecting all these kids books. Like, we don't even have any kids. And there's something about these kids books that I really, really like. And um, so I was like, I think I'm going to, I want to write kids books. Okay. And I think I want to write them about like outdoor adventures and so cool. Try to, you know, just make that like a fun thing for kids. Cause some of the, I don't know if you're really familiar, but uh, there's a lot of beautiful outdoor nature kids books out there, but they're mm. not necessarily fun for the kids to read. They're, oh. <laughs> but like beautiful <laughs> pictures and really uh, more scientific kind of based sure. and school education oriented. So I oh, want it yeah. to be more like imaginative where the kids could be like oh I could do this I could see myself doing this kind of like the adventures we went on when yeah when we were kids and like all the imaginary play that we had so oh my god that like resonates so much with me I have a cousin her name's Katrina and she she was my favorite because she was a lot older than me it was my favorite when she showed up at our ranch because I grew up on a ranch you know out in the middle of nowhere roaming exploring whatever and she would come up and it was you know the ranch was kind of special to her because she didn't get to come here very often but she would take us on imaginary trips and we would yeah I mean it was just all it was she encouraged us just to you know we go down the road and she's like that's a cow pie but did you know it's actually an alien spy or whatever and it it was like literally hours of just imagination so that is a yeah and she is actually a toy maker now oh how cool yeah I'll have to find the the link for somebody to see that but she creates action figures everything as a kid just kind of you know in nice fruition is now a product that children get to play with you are much the same that's exactly what you did and what's and you were the illustrator too yeah yeah, so that what's was, the name that was of it? Process. Oh, of my book? Yeah. My first book. Mm-hmm. Um, Gertrude and Daisy's Great Basin Adventure. Okay, and I'll definitely cite that in the, oh, the description, too, thanks, and put thanks. the website on there. I give that out as closing gifts to kids still to this oh, day. Okay. I haven't had a lot of little kids lately, but we, we do. We give it as a gift because it's the so The next cool. one will be Montana-based, so that would be Ooh. cool for the kids that live in Montana. Yeah. Since this one was Great Basin-based. but Tell me about yeah. that one. Uh, well, it's in the works. Um, and it's a very rough draft still, but Mm -hmm. it's, um, I have this theme of dedicating books to like the kids in and around my life. So Mm -hmm. my first book was for my best friends, one of my best friends, kids, who was the first kid that was ever, um, in my life. Mm -hmm. And this next one's going to be for my sister's kids. And so it's going to be about two boys because they're brothers, um, and kind of their little adventure, their little camping adventure, oh. trying to, um, uh, sorry, I got distracted here with the little one. <laughs> the little one's the little wanting one us some to, attention. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, so yeah, it's about two little boys, two little brothers, and they're on a camping trip, and they're off, you know, trying to find the bears and the lions, and, oh. the, and it turns into a big, fun adventure in the end, and that's cool. So it's still very rough draft. So um, that's awesome. kind of the premise of it. Uh-huh. But hopefully it'll be out next year. I wanted it to be out this year, but yeah. this year just kind of got away with things happen. Keeping children alive. Yeah, keeping. I mean, that is life's greatest <laughs> task for sure. Keeping them alive. And so, in addition, and I'm not sure if you're still actually doing this, but you another service that you've actually provided to us was website design oh, yeah. and development are in that was high five curation. Uh-huh. Are you still doing that? 
I am just not under high five curation anymore, just under my name, just as a, because that's fun and creative. So that I do enjoy, but I don't really advertise it. It's more like word of mouth. Sure. Um, Just if it's fun and creative. Yeah. 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 Something to keep you busy and to keep your mind going and stay current, but still keep children alive type of thing. For sure. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Yeah. And you're very good at it too. So a little shout out there. If you look at Butte Real Estate Group's website, that was designed by... Sammy. Thank you. Yeah. A little fun fact. Um, Okay. So then I guess what is next for you guys? Because you are now settled in the Butte Anaconda area. Uh What, um, what's next? Um, Another little one, a new house, Mm -hmm. which we're excited about. Yeah. Um, So a new base camp and just more, I guess, traveling and doing fun things. I don't know next it's been really hard to think about what's next yeah littles (laughs) take up a lot of the the time and effort yeah the mental the mental energy um what is it like I mean you guys spent a good 10 years of your life adventuring together and just with the doggos what's it life like adventuring with a little it's very different it's a little slower I would say but it's it's been a lot of fun like especially um watching her like interested in things like starting to get like the I don't know what I'm trying to say like watching her find interest in nature too and doing things and yeah curiosity is beautiful yeah so it's kind of cool like now we get to share that like maybe we're not going on like 20 mile hikes a day or like crazy downhill mountain biking adventures yet yet (laughs) I'm very excited though to put her on one of those kids ride shotguns she's gonna have so much fun on that um, <laughs> Josh, you agree with that? Is that going to happen? I mean, yeah, at some point, probably. <laughs> not, not, not soon. <laughs> yeah, not quite soon. But um, but anyways, the other stuff that we can, we can still go and do a lot of stuff, which is yeah. great. But it's so fun watching her kind of to learn and like building that love of the outside too. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the dream. And I, I raised my kiddos begging them to be outdoor kids and go do things. And like, I was always into hiking, mountain biking. I never could do because I just couldn't bring them with me. And I had three and I just remember them hating every second of it. I mean, but I always went too far too hard, yeah. pushed them, and um, I just don't have it in me, I guess, to just see it through it's their hard. eyes. Well, it's so hard to be like, <laughs> I want to get to this lake. It's only two miles away. And How come we it. can't get to this lake? Yeah. Like, and then, yeah, being okay with like, okay, we only made it halfway. Yep. But you climbed on a stump, and you played with the ants, and you yes. saw a rabbit, and yeah. yeah. And so it's really hard to slow down for sure. I think being an a l- older parent probably definitely I think you're right. Helps helps. I think you're right. <laughs> I was a child myself when I was bringing littles up. I mean, I was like 25 and I had no patience. I'm like, no, just get to this lake. You're going to see. I mean, yeah. I remember my girls. I thought that my girls could hike to the Lady of the Rockies with me. I'm like, oh yeah, they'll make it. They'll, they'll be fine. It. I'll just yeah. pack them. And yeah. we got like, they made it like halfway and they've got like the, the tears in their eyes. They're like, mom, I just, and they didn't want to disappoint me. Yeah. But they're like eight, nine. And then I'm packing the little one and she's like two and they're like we just really don't want to do this and like Aww. we see the statue but can we stop now I'm like oh yeah. yes so yeah it's I've it's always hard. admire people <laughs> that can adventure with their with their kiddos it's it's an art and it's such it a great thing 
And it comes around because everybody always told me, they're like, just take them anyway. Even if they don't seem like they enjoy it, just take them anyway because it plants seeds. Yeah. And my girls are 20 and 18, my older two. And they're just now getting to the point where they're like, hey, I'm going to go take the dog out and hey. take him for a hike. Or yeah. I'm going to go, you know, wherever out. Like, hey, mom, let's go on a float trip. And you're like, yes. what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're starting to kind of come back. I think we always come back to our roots, even though we get lost a little bit yeah. in your teenage and your young adult years. We for come sure. back. Yeah, so. I agree. Yeah. So, okay. So any other plans of ever getting back in the camper or upgrading and Possibly, moving? but not in a forever way. <laughs> no. Like in a, in a short trip way, like uh-huh. a month or two way. Okay. And then coming back to the house and like decompressing and... So for the listeners out there, Josh is shaking his ad- his head adamantly no. no like way. he's got a hell no look on his face. And very characteristic to Sammy, she's like, oh, yeah, this is happening with a big smile on her face. Like, let's do this tomorrow. And I think that's so, like, uh, getting to know we these could. guys over. <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe when we're empty nesters, which is a long way off. Yeah. <laughs> Just can't can't imagine doing it with kids. No. Well, not for, not like a forever thing, but like if we took a month, we took a month and like, yeah. Tops. (laughs) Take a long road trip. He looks panicked right now. (laughs) She's even thinking this up. Is she going to make me do this? (laughs) So another, I have another couple that's local here. I'm trying to get a hold of them to possibly be on this show as well. They, they've got kiddos in their teenage years and Uh they're huge outdoor, um, nice outdoor people. They mountain biking, hiking, all of it too. And they just took their kids, teenagers out of school and are doing a, I don't know, I haven't got to talk to them yet because I haven't got to see exactly what the objective is, but they're basically doing education across um, like the world. Awesome. That's yeah. so cool. They're down in like Colombia and into Mexico and doing like, and every day they stop and do some other sort of educational learning creative experimental That's so awesome yeah i know your face That's is lit really up cool. sammy josh looks like he's afraid that i mentioned that because sammy's now planning that let's <laughs> well, just go to europe for a year i think that'd be fine i think so too and i think that's the no best better way to learn the history than to be there josh yes, yeah there's books there's books <laughs> and sammy can write them yeah. <laughs> okay well I guess, is there anything else that you guys think is super cool that you guys would like to share about your lives that are totally vicarious, in my opinion? Such an on-the-spot question. I know. This one would have been good to know beforehand. I'm sorry. We do everything off the cuff. I know. And I can't think very well. For you, archaeology? Oh, yeah. That was what I went to school for, for my bachelor's. Arche- okay, so what yeah. what do you do with an archaeology degree, and how did you use that? I forgot to ask that in the beginning, but oh, I think yeah. it's super cool. Um, it was so much fun. Um, so you can do a lot with it. I was an archaeologist <laughs> with my archaeology degree. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Tell people you're an archaeologist. <laughs> That's step one. <laughs> yeah, it's not as exciting as Indiana Jones, but it's still really exciting if you like old things and and walking around feel like garbage well we did look at a lot of garbage we did no it is pretty cool like prehistoric garbage (laughs) and like historic garbage we looked at a lot of i mean yeah we did look at a lot of garbage but in the middle of nowhere where people like don't usually just like walk in the middle of nowhere so Mm -hmm. as an archaeologist we would like we'd have to go and do all these surveys and stuff and we'd just be in the most beautiful country just like literally in the middle of nowhere just like Uh walking and staring at the ground and obviously looking up too, because it was very pretty. <laughs> but 
<laughs> and so, so you worked for a company? Yeah, and I, they yeah just, out of a uh, consulting company out of Reno after I graduated okay. uh, with my BA there. Yeah, so, so we went all over Nevada. All right. um, but you can, I mean... You could do so. Oh, you could do so much with archaeology. Well, they—it's big here for dinosaur bones, right? I mean, isn't that a thing here? Yeah, but that would be paleontology. Son of a bitch. I know. See, that's why I have to have you explain it. I so, know. it's actually a really funny thing that um, a lot of archaeologists give other archaeologists paleontologist kits when they graduate from what from college yeah why my one of my really good friends who's a, who was an archaeologist also she got this like paleontologist gift like my first paleontologist dig it's like a little kid's toy and then she <laughs> passed it to me when I graduated I graduated a semester after her but pretty uh-huh. much is because when you tell people you're an archaeologist everyone says they that think that you dig up dinosaur bones when really you <sighs> dig up like people related products oh uh, see and I'm everybody yeah. I just did it <laughs> It's fine, though. (laughs) Now you know. Well, now I know. And speaking of Indiana Jones, like, how cool is it that Harrison Ford is in our town? I know. Is that crazy? I know. That's so crazy. Have you guys seen him yet? No. No, I just saw a bunch of horses horses and old cars today. All the horses, the cars. So for the listeners that don't know what the hell we're talking about, 1932, (laughs) it's like the prequel to um, Yellowstone. The series is being recorded right here in beautiful Butte, Montana, and Harrison Ford is here. Is here somewhere? So here we've seen. I mean, no. Okay, we have, have not. Sp- no, oh. God, no. But if I mean, I'm looking. I know. I, I think mean, we I'm need spotting. to be like on that street, probably. Yeah. All day long and wait for him to come in. I think so. I think we <laughs> need to maybe somehow get a job or something that you have to have the right to work on that street yeah. so that you can be so there can and just look there. out the window. Yeah. I mean, I've got nothing better to do with my days. I could sit and look out the window and yeah. find Harrison Ford. Watch. And then you would have an in because you could be like, I'm an archaeologist. And he'd be like, who are you? (laughs) He'd be like, that's great. I played one. (laughs) I played one. Get away from me. (laughs) Okay. Well, I think that that's probably all of the cool stuff I wanted to bring up with you guys. I'm super excited. I'm the, I guess the last question back to the dog conversation. Oh yeah. Yeah. How the hell do you guys recreate with dogs though? Did you guys, I should have asked this in the beginning, but how did you guys plan places that you can have dogs versus not have dogs? Cause none of the websites are accurate. No, you read stuff and it says no dogs allowed and you get there and everyone has a dog. And then I'm mad cause I left my dog or vice versa. Like, how did you do that? Well, I think that's another perk of the truck camper because the camper literally had to be everywhere we were. So if we were at a place that the dogs weren't allowed, we would we would leave them in the car. Yeah, like when we were in Glacier. Yeah, like Glacier. We yeah. It wasn't hot. And then we yeah. were up at, um, oh, what was that trail? Grinnell Glacier, yeah. I think. And we left the dogs at the truck for oh, like okay. I don't know, five hours or whatever. And they were sure. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Like when we went mountain biking, the dogs would hang out. In the truck, again, that was in the Pacific Northwest, so again, not very hot for them to hang out in the camper with the windows and the fans and stuff, sure, like they were sure. fine. They just didn't get to go on as many adventures. No, they did not. See, yeah. and that's the part, yeah. like, that's where I'm going wrong. My dogs, A, yeah. my dogs would eat my camper. Yeah. Literally, they would shred it, <laughs> and then Scout would poop to show me when I walked in the door that he was mad. He was so, mad. Yep, to communicate that yeah. anger. And then see, like, I can't imagine not taking them because that yeah. they're like the biggest part of my recreational activity is so enjoying really that with them. You really have to look like, yeah, that's probably going to be your biggest challenge. Or ours was like finding internet because we took the dogs places, but yeah. Well, one one thing with the dogs is we didn't do a ton with them when we were in that because our English pointer oh, had true. Uh, a 
a slip disc in his back and he couldn't do anything anyways. Oh, oh yeah, that's gotcha. true. So he wasn't, that's so true. And that we, was a good long yeah, so healing we, process. But before that, I mean, they still went with us and did a lot, quite a bit of stuff. But, but yeah, he was that's true out for the count, so he couldn't do much. Yeah, so he just liked relaxing and chilling. Well, he counter. didn't like it at all. <laughs> we had to force him to relax so he didn't hurt his back anymore. Yeah. But, yeah, that's true. That is probably why they didn't do a lot towards the end of our trips, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I forgot so, about that. I mean, I didn't really forget, but I kind of forgot. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay to forget something, Sammy. We can't be totally perfect. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'll let you guys get out the door. You guys have the most well-behaved child ever who has successfully sat through an 40-minute long interview and hasn't oh, I'm made really a single surprised. Peep. I'm I really know. surprised. Oh, there she just made a noise. So, <laughs> All right, guys. I will put in the notes here where you can find out more about Sammy's author business and from there just a you got to look at her book it's the cutest little thing ever thank you and yeah thank you guys so much for teaching me a little bit about living life on the road out of a camper I am disappointed about the dog part of it but also there's there's other options we just we didn't choose them yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're like just let's let's not tell let's make this a thing of the past and never talk about living out of a camper again well no we (laughs) talk about it we are so glad we did it before we had kids yeah oh i was just i was referring to dogs i wasn't referring (laughs) there's plenty of options to take your dogs yeah living out of the camper was absolutely amazing i'm so glad we did it because i think we would have kept seeing all these people out on the road like adventuring and been like we should do that we should do that and like now I'm like really don't have a desire to live out of a truck camper anymore I would much rather have a huge gear room like you live out of a truck camper like you're not bringing you can't possibly have that much gear unless you're towing a trailer too right so now like we can actually plan more trips around specific things yeah um so, so and like, we don't regret the trip at all. Not one bit. It was amazing. We learned yeah. so much. Yeah, and you can move literally anywhere. You can yeah. sell a house and move yeah. to the next place, and you guys could do this all over again, And yeah. but actually have a house instead of living out of a van. Yeah. I'll think this through. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thank you again. I appreciate you guys being on the show. And, yeah, for more about it, look in the description for websites. All Thanks right, so much. Thank you. Thanks. Welcome to Clock Out, the Vicarious Life Podcast. This is for the mavericks in the world who are on a mission to obtain freedom. What is freedom? We're about to find out. I'm your host, Tracy Miller, a free-spirited entrepreneur who has been chasing freedom her entire life. Beside me is my co-host, Jackie Asel, the anchor who keeps me grounded. Thanks for joining us.